What's up, everyone, and welcome back into the Matt Biamonte podcast. Here, it's I'm uh, I'm wiping off the dust. It's been a long time since I've posted, and and if I'm being just a quick recap, and then I want to talk about the conclusion of the most recent NBA season, which resulted in a Warriors championship, and and kind of I'm looking at it through the lens of of what makes the Warriors so great why I really can't understand why anyone doesn't like this team, especially their star player, Steph Curry, uh, finally gets his first NBA Finals MVP and I think cements his legacy as a top 15, probably top 10 player of all time, regardless of what happens after this. And I think the cool thing for Curry and for Warriors fans and, and also for us as sports fans is there's still some runway for Steph. He could continue to climb up the list. So it's going to be fun to see what he does and what the Warriors do going forward because this is a dynasty. You you don't see these very often, whether you love them or hate them. And look, you guys know from listening to my podcast, the Matt Biamonte podcast, I'm a Lakers fan. I love the Lakers. But what the Warriors are doing really reminds me a lot of what the Lakers did in the 80s and a little bit the 90s, and of course, uh, drafting Kobe and bringing in Shaq. So, we'll talk about some of that. Right now, I'm on a walk. Uh, I'm changing the format a little bit, so pardon the background noise. Uh, Things have changed a lot since I was posting on a weekly basis, as you guys know, or maybe you don't. I co-host a BYU sports show here in Salt Lake City on KSL News Radio every Saturday. To myself alongside Mitch Harper. We've had a blast. I, I've been there over three years now. In fact, it is, uh, I'm recording this on June. When am I recording this? It is June 17th. And me and Mitch have uh, been doing the show now for three years. I started a little before Mitch, and then Mitch came on in June of 2019 to KSL. And we've been rocking and rolling. And that has been the number one reason that the podcast has slipped. Because it's just, you know, time is hard when you're married and, you, and you're talking sports. It's not that I'm not talking sports. I'm talking sports on a radio show. It's hard to find the time after that commitment to have more time. And then I had a kid in 2020 and we're on a walk right now so I think this kind of this is going to be kind of a new thing for me on the Math by Monty podcast these summer morning walks in Utah County are so good they're so fun and I kind of figured hey two birds with one stone I'm going to get out and walk we love to be outside I've got the uh, capability now with some new technology to have a high quality microphone probably much higher quality than the early days of the podcast and uh, I'll kind of walk around the neighborhood and talk about whatever I feel about talking about. So that, that, that's why I, I want to resurrect this podcast is because my radio show, it's BYU. So I know I used to do BYU stuff on here, and I may from time to time, but the majority of my BYU stuff is on Cougar Sports Saturday. If you're a podcast person, which if you're listening to this, you probably are, or you know me, subscribe to the Cougar Sports Saturday podcast feed. That's where you can get all my BYU stuff along with uh, Mitch Harper. Look, I'm biased, but I really do think it's one of the premier BYU shows 
in the world. I just, you know, we talk in depth, BYU, we give opinions, we have great guests, and I think the beauty of it is because we work for KSL and not BYU, we can be a little more real. So I do play-by-play -play stuff for Utah Valley University, and I love it. Play-by-play -play is probably my passion. But when you're working for a university, like I do at UVU, you gotta represent the university. And it's, it's a little harder to be, to call it as you see it, because you want to portray a good image. And, and I get it. But KSL, all we're trying to do is be real with how we see things in the world of BYU. And, and we're gonna give it to you how we see it. There's no directive from anybody on what to say. So anyways, I'm rambling now about BYU, but Cougar Sports Saturday, if you're a BYU fan, highly recommend a subscribe on that pod if you haven't already. So let's turn the table now to the NBA. Uh, it's what a weird year for me as a as a NBA fan. Lakers have probably been my favorite sports team. Period. Has started at a young age with Kobe and Shaq. I was a kid, you know. So I, I, my dad grew up in Southern California, and kind of passed that on to me. I remember as a kid. My dad having buddies from work come over to watch the game, mostly jazz fans. And, but the Lakers were winning at this point. They just come off the air balls and all that stuff. So with my dad being a fan and with them being good, I think it was easy to latch onto. And I've just, I've been a Lakers fan ever since. And they were the gold standard in the NBA for nearly my entire life. Well, things I think Things changed, obviously, for the Lakers when Jerry Buss passed away, and quite frankly, they just have not finished up, finished out the, finished is the wrong term, they haven't figured out, that's what I'm looking for, figured out. They have not figured out the front office. So, watching this season, I watched very little during the regular season, and then I married into a family, great family, they're from the Bay Area, and that kind of gave me not an opportunity per se, but they are, I mean, they were 15, 20 minutes away from Oracle Arena. I mean, they are, they're not really big sports fans, which is kind of funny. They're, as more and more guys marry into the family, because it was my, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, they had five girls. So as more get married, I think sports is becoming more of a reality just because a lot of us that have married in like sports, which is great for me. You know, you always worry with your with your in-laws family. Hey, is uh, are we gonna get? You know, is this gonna be weird at the dinner table? Because no, it's awesome. Sports is great, but because of that connection, and my wife obviously likes the Warriors. Because of that connection, you know, it's kind of opened the door for me a little bit to watch the Warriors a little bit more than I normally would. And gosh dang, the Warriors are just, like I said in, in the open, whether you love them or hate them, these guys do it the right way. Their ownership group is phenomenal. They, they are trying to do the right things. And this is a criticism I've had of the Lakers. Let me compliment the Warriors and criticize the Lakers. And I'll also kind of compliment the Jazz a little bit, though. 
they have not had the success that the Warriors have had, obviously. Warriors have won four championships in eight years, six finals in eight years. If that's not a dynasty, I don't know what freaking is. Like, I know they had the one down year where they got a bunch of picks, and that certainly helped, but gosh dang, when you're going six of eight, winning half, I mean, the freaking Kobe and Shaq Lakers were called the dynasty. They won three in a row, but they, they only won three. This team, the core of this team has won four in eight years. And, you know, I'm one of those people who even respects getting there. So six and eight is, that is a long period of time. That's a lot of winning. Four of eight. They, you know, they're four and two in the finals. So they're winning 66% of the time they get there, they're winning, which is fantastic. So, but their owner, I can't remember when it was, a couple of weeks ago, maybe said that, hey, like, we're looking to have success for a 20-year period of time. Like winning championships is what it's all about. But we got to be good year in and year. We got to be competing is the word he used. Year in and year out. And I think where the Lakers have really messed up in the past four years. And you want to blame it on LeBron? Sure. Um, I, I don't think it's LeBron's fault per se. Though I do believe he puts a lot of pressure on Jeannie Buss and Rob Palenka to compete every year but there are decisions that have to be made in the front office year after year after year as to do we go all in or do we not do we play the long game now the Warriors have had the luxury because of that horrible year in 2019 2020 where they got a top two pick which turned out to be James Wiseman so they're certainly benefiting from accumulating some assets, but you got to really give them credit for convincing Kevin Durant to do a signing trade to get an asset, which turned into Wiggins. You've got to give them credit for moving off Andre Iguodala, opening up some calories, uh, salary cap space to retain some people. The sounds of the city as you hear a car drive by. So, hey, that's just going to be a staple here on these morning walk podcasts, the Math by Monty podcast. It was kind of fun. I like it. Back to the Warriors, though. They very easily could have taken these assets, and they have a lot of them. It's actually staggering. Between unused picks, raw talent players that are young, and guys that have developed, more than half their team is an asset. I mean, it's ridiculous. They could go out and get Rudy Gobert, which they may. We'll see. From the Jazz. And they could give the best package by a mile. Like, anyone who's available that's an all-star, they could go get. I'm not sure they will, though, because they're finding a balance of blending the youth with the veterans. Curry, Thompson, Green. And that's where I think the Lakers have failed. And that's where, uh, to me, the Warriors and Bob Myers just deserve an unbelievable amount of credit. I thought it was awesome. Yesterday when the Warriors beat the Celtics in six, Steve Kerr compliments the team and says, Bob Myers, get up here. Bob Myers is incredible. Any team like the Lakers that haven't tried to get him, it's just, it's just an abomination in my opinion. They promote Rob Polinka, who has no business being employed in the front office right now. 
They promote him. Meanwhile, Bob Myers, he may never leave because of how great it is. And that's what you're trying to do. You want to build a company, a front office, you know, whatever it is that even if someone comes at you and says, we'll give you this title, we'll give you equity, we'll give you blah, 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 blah. They say, nah, it's too good here. I'm treated too good. We're winning. That might be the case with Bob Myers, but I would have tried if I was, if I was Genie Buss. This guy is respected by everybody. The players love him. He's re I mean, Bob Myers is, anyone to me who doesn't say Bob Myers, when you're talking about the upper echelon of sports executives, I can't, I can't have a conversation with you because you don't get it. It's just, it's amazing what this guy has done for the Warriors. But his ability to retain the guys that have won you championships while also building for the future, that is what I want as a sports fan. And that's what's so frustrating about being a Lakers fan right now is they, the Lakers win the championship in 2020. They have guys like Kuzma, Alex Caruso, KCP, who, you know, I was up and down on KCP, I'm not going to lie, but they had youth. Kuzma was on a good deal. Caruso, I mean, what Chicago got this guy for, it's insane. They had all these guys and they said, no, we can't resign you because we got to go all in. We got to get the vets. We got to get the experience. We can't have, we can't be... It's just frustrating because the Warriors are showing everybody. This is Boston a little bit too. We'll have to see. They haven't won yet, and they're still very new into their ascent into the NBA. But I thought going out and getting Horford was a great move, even though I don't like the guy. I should say, let me back up. I don't like the player. But, man, he was instrumental for Boston. So they've got youth. They've got experience. We'll have to see how they put it together, but it's frustrating to watch the Lakers just make front office gaff after gaff after gaff, and then you wonder why they're in the predicament they're in. Well, hey, they trade all their remaining assets after they lose Caruso for nothing. You notice the Warriors aren't losing people for nothing. They turned Kevin Durant into... Andrew Wiggins via D'Angelo Russell. Lakers, on the other hand, are just giving people away. Here, take KCP for nothing. Take Kuzma for Russell Westbrook. Take all of our assets as we acquire Anthony Davis. Take just, they're just giving assets away and now they have none to the point where they make a coaching change And there's no, there's no way to improve the team. And now Darvin Ham, I mean, this poor guy, I don't know. I get why he took the job, but you get this Russell, Russell Westbrook debacle hanging over the team. You may have to figure it out because you're handicapped. You have no assets. You have no way to move the guy who had an abominable contract to begin with. You don't see the Warriors doing stuff like this. You don't see the Warriors dumping talent on good contracts, versatile wing players, Caruso, Kuzma. Kuzma wasn't great, but he can, I mean, he obviously proved this in the bubble. He could be on a championship team. He can be a, a key bench player, maybe a six man. 
So I think that really is what was beautiful about the Warriors' win. Other And then there's the Curry stuff. I'll, I'll wrap up on the Curry stuff. But what was beautiful about the Warriors' win is they just, they're showing this is how you can win for an extended period of time. You develop. You draft. Certainly. Good morning. How's it going? You certainly can use free agency as a tool, and they have. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's not... Cooper, there's the little guy. A little, little angry here on the walk. That's all right. Went for a walk, man. It's good for us. It's the, the Warriors front office has just proven this is what you can do. And now you look forward for the Warriors. Curry's, Curry is incredible, but he's still at the top of his game. Clay is not the same guy, but he can help you win. I thought his defense late in the series was a good sign. So you have that pillar, and then you had then you supp- Jordan Poole looking. I mean, they have three players, highly drafted players who have shown promise, with the exception of Wiseman, but he has just an enormous upside. He may never get there, but you have Wiseman who solves their shop shop blocking issues. You have Moses Moody who is a 3 and D guy, and Jonathan Kaminga, who is just crazy athletic, totally fits the bill of what you want on a wing player. They didn't even have to play. They, they had the benefit of, of watching and learning with Curry and Thompson and Green. So you have those three guys plus Poole. You, because of the Warriors' DNA, and pedigree, they'll be able to get auto porters all day long in free agency, veteran minimum guys who want to come in and contribute. Warriors are going to be good for literally 20 years. They've been good for 10. They've won four championships in eight years. They've been in the playoffs with the exception of the play-in year, the last two years, which was, yeah, it was injury-related, let's be real. Injuries don't happen. They're not missing the playoffs two years in a row. Definitely benefited them, but... They've been good for 10. They'll be good for another 10. And that's what you want as an NBA fan. And I think the Jazz are, are in a really precarious situation with Rudy and Donovan. But don't, don't take for granted being in the playoffs and, be, and winning year after year after year. Because you blink and you can begin the Lakers where Lakers are going to be bad for so long. It's, I, so, I look at my kid here and I'm sad from a Lakers perspective because they're going to be bad when he's growing up and getting into sports and he may become a Warriors fan. I don't know. They're going to be good for so freaking long and they're fun to watch and, and Curry is incredible. I think he is so undervalued in the NBA in just terms of what he's done and such a likable guy. I mean, how many, and I can speak to this being watching the Lakers for a long time. Magic run off a coach. I love Magic Johnson. He was great, but he didn't get along with Norm Nixon. He didn't get along with Paul Westhead. He was difficult. Kobe, one of the most difficult players to ever play in the league in terms of coaching, playing with. Curry is not that. Uh, Curry welcomes Durant in open arms. Durant wins the finals MVPs. Curry is not a problem. It's rare for a superstar of Curry's stature to not be a problem in the league. 
just, and again, I, I, what I mean by a problem is he's just, he's easy. He's, people love him. Management loves him. Coach loves him. Players love him. Come on in. Fit on, it's just, it's insane. He's coming back from injury this year and he comes off the bench. Kobe wouldn't do that. Kevin Durant wouldn't do I mean, the list goes on and on and on of guys who wouldn't do that. And I don't know how he doesn't get more love and respect for how he's his teammate and then on the court. It's just insane how he plays. I, I, I love that he won a finals MVP finally because now I think the door is just closed. If you don't like Curry, I just, you know, if you don't like Curry, respect Curry. I don't get it. I don't, why do you even care about sports? These are the type of guys you love to root for, you want on your team, and it's awesome what he's done. So, all right, I'm wrapping up the walk, which means I'm going to wrap up my return to the Map by Monte podcast, but the Warriors, I didn't grow up liking them. I like them now because they're exactly what I wish the Lakers would do. Get a good front office, get a good coach, draft and develop players rather than shipping them out of town as the Lakers did with every asset they had. And then you have a team that can win for 20 years. So thanks for listening. I'll do this more regularly. And uh, we'll see you next time.